Good morning, and welcome to another episode of Women of Consciousness. Today, I'm going to discuss trauma, traumas, wounds, and triggers. Oh my, <laughs> a little um, Wizard of Oz sense of humor this morning. I once again just happened to find myself, um, this is Pam, by the way, um, hosting, um, waiting for Natalie to be back next week and be excited to hear about her adventures. So I'm going solo today. I've had a couple of co-hosts, um, guests, whatever, the last few weeks. That was really nice. And we've had a lot of discussions on different things. And so today I really wanted to look at um, hitting on like traumas, wounds, and triggers because we have discussed those in previous episodes. There's one Natalie and I did specifically on intergenerational trauma. That was a really good episode. And I feel like we barely even scrape the surface on that one. Um, and so I wanted to just take a minute and kind of dive back in, especially after talking about wounded um, masculine and woman, wounded feminine a couple episodes back as well. Um, and so looking at trauma, I would say I feel um, very deep personal kind of like surprising connection with this path in my life with just trying to learn and educate um, myself and others and whatnot on trauma as well as healing. Um, when Natalie and I were in school together, um, we weren't actually aligned for graduation. We did graduate together, but it was because I post, pushed off mine for a year and a half to take a trauma studies certification course. Um, that was for like a graduate level. Um, and so I got really blessed that I was able to kind of hold off and, and, and integrate. And at that point, I was so excited about graduating that I couldn't see why all of a sudden I felt like I should not do that anymore, but stay the course and go for this whole new certification. Um, but I knew I trusted in the process and I knew once I started, like it would, it would all kind of integrate and show itself to me and I would understand. So naturally that's what happened. Um, it was winter when I started. And so we, it was um, like attachment theory and developmental theory on trauma, very like basic stuff looking back at childhood. Um, and so I began, you know, reading this stuff, doing the exercises, really, like I had already done a lot of healing for years prior, but it was just like a new kind of like, you know, looking at the psychological aspect of it, looking at like the books and really coming at it from a different perspective, um, where it was more of a clinical kind of, you know, diagnosis, clinical um, research and, and things like that, um, where everything else had just been personal, um, you know, healing and trauma discovery and whatever. Um, and so as time went on and I went through the program and I went through the courses and then having my own, you know, relationship with the universe and just the messages and the things that came through and, you know, plant medicine all these years, um, I've come to a place that today is where I really want to talk about and come from because I see this spectrum, um, in this purpose for for trauma, which I don't feel like as a collective, people fully understand, especially depending on the ego and how the ego is wired. Um, 
if 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 you're defensive, you know, about who you are and tend to maybe have a lot of trauma, um, the ego will deflect that and not really see that it has trauma. Um, it won't see that it's a wounded, you know, personality with, within, you know, a person. Um, and so it's kind of interesting when you see people that are very toxic in relationships, they're very unhealthy, you know, coping mechanisms, addictions, very unhappy and negative energy all around them in their day-to-day lives. And yet they feel they have no trauma. They feel they have no wounds. Um, and they just feel like they're perfectly fine. Maybe the world is just out to get them or it's everybody else's fault, like whatever. And then there are other people that are very much aware, um, you know, they have childhood issues. Um, they're very much aware of <laughs> triggers and traumas and, and those things. And then it's just a choose not to work with them. They choose to avoid them and not look at them, just be distracted. Um, and then there's like people that I feel like are very dedicated to shadow work. Um, I became one of those people. I, you know, it was like the Harry Potter, <laughs> Lord Voldemort um, imagery that I had first kind of gotten when I had thought about it, about the soul being fractured and fragmented. Um, and that you're like reintegrating it when you go through the process of shadow work. And the thought of fracturing my soul into pieces um, really just, it, res it just stood with me in a way that I didn't want to do that. Like I didn't want to cause self-infliction harm to my soul. I wanted to integrate and love and make my soul, you know, whole. Um and so that was really years ago what kind of the imagery I had gotten, the way it resonated with me, and what kind of got me on the path of shadow work. And so when I do card readings for people, um, like just last weekend, I had somebody and shadow work came up, and they weren't aware of what shadow work was, and they asked me about it. And, you know, I go through the explanation and try and give them advice and help. Um, but a lot of people are already being triggered in your day-to-day -day environments and relationships and, you know, experiences that are happening, those are already naturally being triggered by the universe to get you to grow and evolve and to face your wounds and to do your healing. And so I had mentioned it's like a spectrum of intensity because not everything is like traumatic, <laughs> um, like on a 10 um, if you think of a scale of zero to 10 and trauma, you know, I think that's the thing. People think trauma is like this really, really horrible thing, like getting into a car accident and, you know, ending up in the hospital for a month. Like that's trauma. That's mental trauma. That's physical trauma to the body um, that causes emotional trauma, you know. So there's lots of layers and levels of trauma. Um, there's also different ways of looking at um, experiences. So overwhelm and stress over, like every day continuously is trauma on the body. It's trauma on the nervous system. So it impacts and programs us biologically, neurologically. Um, and so that in itself can really play out into how we are then triggered and react when our window of tolerance, when we're all, you know, like calm and mellow and um, 
just happy, right? Happy-go-lucky, our normal vibes. And then something happens that sets us off. And we either like go up or we go down. (laughs) You can think of it like the way the pendulum, you know, swings. It's either into this really low vibration where we freeze out and we zone out and we go catastrophic, um, like a zombie state. We don't know how to react. Or we can get really triggered into like this manic other part where we're just like a chicken with its head cut off and we're freaking out. We don't know how to like calm ourselves, think logically and rationally. We're just total panic. Um, and that's the way our nervous system's wired. Um, it's a pendulum that swings and we kind of want to stay at that borderline of window of tolerance. And the more that we can recognize our triggers, work with them, you know, the more healing we do on our wounds and things, it allows us to have more control over how we react. Um, So when we're in our window of tolerance, something happens, you know, all of a sudden it goes from zero to 10 instantly. um, And we feel overwhelmed. Chaos is all around us. Um, We can bring ourselves back into a space more quickly. The more that we do these practices, the more, you know, really it takes months, years of practice to be able to build and to rewire your system. Um, And so that's the, like the biggest thing I think is that everybody experiences some intensity of trauma. There's some level of trauma. And so knowing how to recognize your own nervous system and when you're feeling engaged with trauma, um, triggered by any kind of stress and overwhelm that could lead into that. And so another thing is just like even the word, as I say it myself, I know in the collective, it's kind of coming up, I think more popular. There's for generations where it wasn't used at all realistically um (laughs) they didn't really know anything about trauma um so there's different definitions based on you know psychology um culture whatever there's different ways that we see trauma and have different perspectives around it based on how we were taught um to really understand our thoughts our feelings and our emotions So I really wanted to kind of look at different ones. Like I said, Natalie and I did an episode uh, specifically that was on intergenerational trauma, where we really talked about how genetically um, it's passed down in our bloodline and our ancestral um, patterns and how, you know, you could work with that and really recognize how to change patterns and cycles. So this way, like it brings healing to the, to the future bloodlines. Um, so I'm not going to go into that one too much again, but I'm just going to highlight it for anyone who is interested. Um, ACEs is a really good one for like childhood trauma. Um, ACES, it's like in psychology, that's what they use to really look at like how much, um, you score on an index of like childhood trauma. Um, I think that's a big thing people don't really look at in a lot of ways too, is like the home life situation and how 
negative environments do cause experiences that impact all of us, right? Because we're living together as a family unit, but it develops us. Um, it develops and impacts um, di differently depending on age levels and who you know is doing what role. Um, so for children in households, you know, even if there's just alcohols that um, adults that drink alcohol around them, you know, violence, all of those things, we know that causes like neglect and in some forms of abuse um, that can lead to trauma. Um, but also I would say even just being really in toxic environments, even if there is no alcohol, um, and there's no violence, even if there is none of that, like extremeness, right? Like sexual abuse and all those things that is part of the collective shadow that we tend not to really want to talk about or look at. Um, but if we just look at negative because of communication, um, a mother and a father or whatever to adults, like it doesn't even matter on genders. It's just those two leaders, um, that are supposed to be co-parenting. If they can't agree on day-to-day -day tasks and they can't get along, there's a negative energy that ripples out um, that stays in the home. And then children, you know, like we all go out into the world, the quantum entanglement of energy with others is a, a real thing. You know, we go out, we interact with people at school or in jobs and workplaces and businesses, whatever. We come home at the end of the day, you can tell by everybody's energy and moods when they're sitting at the table, how it was compared to how everybody woke up that morning. And now like, how is everybody interacting and engaging with each other? It's really hard if somebody's had the best day and they wanna share that while the other person has had the worst day and they're in a very negative space it can cause a lot of friction and tension that then causes this ripple effect of energy that plays out on emotional levels, mental levels, um, the body, again, the physical body, when you're feeling like you're walking on eggshells and you're feeling really tense and stressed and overwhelmed, um, the body holds that and then it becomes trauma to the body. And we're not even aware of that because we're thinking, okay, you know, it's a stressful situation and yeah, my relationship's not perfect, but like, it's okay. It's not the end of the world, which is true. Very true. Um, in other places of the world, like there's war that never stops, you know, there are constant disaster zones. So again, in spectrum and intensity of trauma um, that plays out all the time. So it just depends on like which level and perspective and layer you really want to look at it and see how it impacts you personally. Um, I think the biggest thing is that the day-to-day -day when we're in those relationships, especially the years closing out, holidays, lots of celebrations are happening right now. That's a lot of chaos. It's a lot of overwhelm. It's a lot of stress. Um, people are not, you know, always happy to go be around family. But for some reason, we feel like we need to, right? We have to show up. We have to celebrate. It's tradition. It's whatever. So we're just going to 
push down <laughs> whatever we're feeling or, you know, find a coping mechanism again to get through it um, while not really learning the lesson or seeing maybe deeper why this trigger is happening. So what is the purpose of trauma and wounds and triggers then, right? Why is there a purpose to it? So now if we look at really the structure part of consciousness, this is the universe. This is outside of, you know, the part of the human ego that's got everything under control <laughs> and knows what it wants to do each and every day. When the universe, um, I don't know, like separated, Big Bang, whatever, started evolving, um, again, going into quantum mechanics and looking at, you know, everything <laughs> that it does, it's pretty awesome. We know there's a lot of like scientific proof and we know there's a lot of mystery there. Um, I would say for me personally, literary devices have been a really powerful way that I kind of see and understand the quantum physics. So as I was understanding that in my degree program, I, I was able to see, and it's kind of hard to articulate, so I apologize if I lose people or if I confuse you, um, but I saw how the universe kind of mirrored itself and created this physical reality through its structure. So trauma is again ingrained into like our nervous system, right? It's ingrained into our brain through the neurobiology. Like we are wired to view and experience the negative. Like we know that the books are written, the science is done. Like as much as we don't know about the brain, <laughs> we do know it's wired to experience negative first. And that's why meditation is really important because and it has to become a daily practice because you're rewiring your body. You have to engage with it. Otherwise, it's just how it's programmed like a computer. Um, so once you become consciously aware of that, you then have the choice and the decision to educate yourself and do what you need to do to reprogram it like you would a computer. Um, and so that's definitely the path that I had chosen for years now. Um, and so consciousness, part of the human condition is to grow and to evolve. If you look back at history and you look at, you know, whether you believe in evolution or not, whatever, you can look at civilizations and you can look at how we grew and evolved through our different sources of technology and resources and tools. We're not cavemen anymore, right? We're not really even dealing with steam engine trains. We're not dealing with factories. We've grown and evolved past all of those things. Um, we no longer treat our children like they did in the 1600s where they were just to go work on the farm and to be you know seen <laughs> but not heard um so we've grown and we've evolved but we're at a place where we can still grow and evolve further and we are doing that currently with this massive connection with technology and quantum physics quantum mechanics that is kind of the wave of where we're integrating and going and evolving. Um, so looking at the body and the human aspect of that consciousness, 
We grow and we evolve through trauma and through wounds. When bad things happen, when things that are really painful, which again to the universe, there is no good, there is no bad. There's only duality. There's only opposites. So it's human condition that labels things based on how we feel and experience and express them. And that's why, again, it's a spectrum and there's such darkness and people are able to commit the most horrific acts of, of violence and, and abuse and whatnot. Um, because, yeah, so that's a whole different kind of ball game. But anyways, but just kind of noting that the universe doesn't see it as the human sees it. Um, it's energy. It's a dark energy that's farly connect, um, far connected, disconnected, or very interconnected. Um, again, that spectrum. And so the more that we are kind of wounded, what feels wounded to us, um, when we do our healing, it's the other side of that. It's going like full circle. It's going to the other end, the other polar opposite end of the spectrum. So you're gaining resiliency, you're gaining strength. The things that you thought were once going to freaking break you, you know, let's talk about heartbreak because I think we can all agree with this one here. We all love right? Because love is the highest vibration of the universe. There are different spectrums of love. We know this. The Greeks have different names for different feelings of love. We meet different people. We know different vibrations of love for them. Sometimes the love can get really dark and deep again, you know, and we can feel our nervous system, depending on our path, depending on our childhood, depending on our wounds and what was triggered, if it's abandonment, if it's rejection, um, those are narratives. Those are story myths that are, again, like entwined into the core essence of who we are that come from lifetimes of like our soul's evolution. That's why we come here. So looking at your narrative, looking at your myth story, Natalie and I have also talked about that in previous episodes and why it's so important to really look at the patterns of relationships um, because that's a good clue to seeing like the themes that keep um, repeating. So if you're somebody, I will say like, say, so you're put up for adoption, right? So right there from birth, boom, there's this core wound of I wasn't, you know, because as a baby perspective, like I wasn't wanted. My parents, you know, whether they couldn't or they didn't or they died, like it doesn't matter, right? Like subconsciously to consciousness, there's this core wound that is now implanted um, that there's abandonment. There's this lack of this mother, father, paternal energy to take care of me. And so that is like the seed. Um, you grow, people do want you, people do nourish you, take care of you. You know, you form relationships as you grow and evolve. But there's always this core wound that when people leave and relationships end, it feels like abandonment, it feels like rejection. And eventually it becomes so subconscious that you don't even know where the seed is or what it was started from. You just know that, oh crap, this person's going to leave 
in, it is sending your whole entire nervous system into chaos. And so with that is how we start responding and reacting, right? It's going to be based on how we're wired, our, our life stories and what we've gone through. Are we going to allow people to leave and just like find closure and, and deal with it on our own? Or do we, you know, close up our heart and shut off the world? Do we lash out and seek revenge? Like we are brokenhearted, so we want everyone to be brokenhearted. Like that's all kind of our free will. That's all like our trauma reactions, the whole goal of the universe is to get you to recognize that there's this false sense of abandonment and, and fear and rejection that is this core wound of trauma and that you're reacting and creating situations and decisions and all these things from that place. And so the minute that you can say like, oh, I see that wound. Okay. I understand now. Like, and you start working with it in whatever way like you need to therapy shadow work like whatever the the resources and the tools are unlimited and i would say just listen to your intuition um but the more you start looking at that and healing it you're gonna get to a place where it's gonna feel like it went away and you've healed it completely and it's resolved and then you're gonna carry on with your life and at some point all of a sudden something's gonna happen and it's gonna be triggered and you're gonna be like oh dang like i already like went through that wound i already healed it why is it back again and it can really sometimes stump us and make us question like wow okay it didn't do it and I thought it was healed and I thought I was past it, but I'm not. And so like, what do you do? Do you ignore it? Do you keep just finding coping mechanisms? Do you keep living your life day to day? Or do you change the pattern? Do you change the behavior? Because if you just keep doing the same thing, then you're just living a loop and a cycle where it's just going to keep coming up like a hurdle or a speed bump on a track. Um, if you decide to stay there and study the speed bump, you know, study the hurdle, look at it, understand like why it's in your path, what its purpose is really serving you. And that means you have to step back from the emotions that come with these, you know, these things, these situations, these traumas, these triggers. You have to step back from the thoughts that then escalate, that carry you to the past, to the core wound. You have to become objective. Um, and when you can step away from your emotions and realize that your emotions are a vibrational layer of consciousness and look at why you're a match to that. Look at your thoughts being as another vibrational layer of the universe, right? The mind's eye. Why are you a magnetic attraction to that? Like where, have, you know, like that's where you do the work and you start looking at those things. Otherwise, what it is, is we're just in the middle of it. We're drowning in it. We're letting it have control. We're letting it have narrative. We're not seeing its purpose. We're just thinking we're the victim to the universe and that all this bad shit is like nonstop happening to us. All of these people won't love us. All of these relationships are crap. We can't communicate. Um, our families <laughs> just 
are terrible or whatever, like can't get along, can't stop arguing about this stupid thing or that stupid thing, or can't recognize the trauma that they're really embedding. Um, so there is a bigger purpose and a structure and a narrative to the reason why wounds and traumas and triggers happen to us. Um, so I think it really is about just diving in and looking and understanding, like, first of all, like, what do I even think trauma looks like or what it is? Like, what is my relationship and understanding of my nervous system and my body and how my brain um, is learning to scan and experience life? You know, am I just looking at all of the negative bad stuff every day? Or, you know, like, or am I seeing the reason and the purpose? Am I seeing the positive? Um, like, scan where you are, you know? Can you tell when your nervous system is getting triggered? When people are, like, pushing you and your breathing is starting to change and you're starting to get maybe shaky and agitated and your palms are sweaty? Um, you know, can, can you read your body? Can you listen to your body giving you cues somatically on wounds and traumas, like kind of like a volcano and earthquake, right? We get tremors, we get shakes before all these eruptions happen. So like, are you even listening to yourself? You know, are, and if you are, then notice, notice the people in the places. When is it happening? You know, what do you do for self-care? Um, what do you do to heal? You know, how do you get yourself out of that environment? Do you just like tell yourself to just like ignore it, you know, just whatever, get, get through it, you know, shut it down. Um, or do you actually listen to your body and give compassion and love to yourself? Um, cause that makes a huge difference. Um, the jaw, we clench the jaw, we tighten up the shoulders, we hold our hands tightly into fist. So look at your body and how you're holding yourself like right now in this moment. Like, are you even breathing? <laughs> we hold our breath. Um, it's just those little things of stress day to day that amount that then become overwhelm. Um, so yeah, I mean, I guess that's where I'm at is <laughs> just thinking about trauma lately. We've really been discussing it in a lot of episodes, like I said. And so knowing I was kind of going solo this week, I really just wanted to kind of plant seeds and give thoughts for the audience. Um, I wasn't really looking for a massive amount of engagement. Um, so I apologize for anybody who maybe, I think somebody maybe did try to call in or whatnot, um, but good morning. Um, I do see you and recognize you. Um, thank you for being here. So I really just want, if anything, I want to ask you all to just like hold space for yourself um, and really think about this topic. Today is a new moon in Sagittarius. Um, it is the last new moon of 2023. We're in, you know, December, so we're closing out a year. So I feel naturally um, 
it's a time for self-reflection. It's a time when, you know, the universe, the season, um, especially in the Northern Hemisphere, is kind of asking us to, to slow down and to go within and to really shed what didn't work for us this past year and to really nurture and grow what did work for us. So in this moment of accumulation of shedding the past, welcoming in a new beginning, embracing and celebrating the holidays and family and friendship and love and, and what this time of year truly is supposed to stand for, um, because it's not about gifts and money and presents. It's really about your presence, like your person, your being, you listening, you holding space. And it doesn't always need to be for everybody else. Maybe this year you need to give your own self the gift of your own presence and show up for you and give yourself your own space and time and healing. Um, so with that, I think I really just wanted to say there's a purpose. It sucks. <laughs> it's hard. Um, but there's resiliency, there's strength, there's, um, evolving. Another part is the ego looking at the human part of us when it gets stuck, when it gets traumatized, when it gets wounded, when it gets hurt, it can't develop, it can't grow and evolve into the next developmental phase of, um, of growth. And so when you look at psychology, there's a whole bunch of different people from different time periods that study different things and different <laughs> relationships. So you have, you know, young who I personally love, who, who looked at um, myth and synchronicities. Um, he looked at psychoanalysis and dreams. Um, Freud, who very much looked at, you know, sexuality, libido. Um, there's like, I mean, oh gosh, I'm thinking of somebody, but I can't think of her name. I'm thinking of way too many all at once. Um, but the point is, psychology has done this path. We know like siblings have like a pecking order there, you know, um, for the personal ego development, like we have to have stages. And so at teen stages, like so much is developmentally supposed to happen. And so if we have a lot of childhood trauma, those milestones, um, can't fully function or go through because the ego is, is stuck. And so, like, I really just wanted to, to take a moment and really talk about that. Um, I did make some notes <laughs> amongst my intuitive rambling. Um, and so that's really important. And I think if those things interest you and you want to educate yourself on that, like, definitely, like, the research is out there. there the people, you know, like, the videos are out there. The books are out there. Um, it's just way too much and in depth that in my mind is really way too jumbled, honestly, in this moment. And I don't tend to do research very much before the podcast. Normally, Natalie and I, we think of a topic right before we hit live, and then we just go. There isn't a lot of pre-planning. Um, <laughs> we just, we come from our heart and from our wisdom and our experience when we do these episodes. Um, 
But that's an important piece to it, that human, like egoically milestone developmentally. We already, especially in a previous episode, talked about how we're not having rites of passage with our cultures. We've lost a lot of um, indigenous like traditions that were passed down. Um, I think it was the wounded masculine and feminine episode that we talked about that one. So there's already like that one aspect that we're not getting this gift. And then when we're having all of this chaos around us. So let's look at schools for a minute, because in the United States, especially, there's a lot of gun violence and there's always like school shootings like that is now part of a collective like trauma um, shadow collective wound itself. It's its own entity that's growing and evolving. If you go into schools, like we have to have lockdown drills. Um, We have to like teach the kids how to hide from mass shooters, how to protect themselves, how to fight back. Um, You know, it's a whole thing that two decades ago or three decades ago didn't exist. You just had to do fire drills. So again, you want to talk about how we've evolved as a human species. We've evolved on such levels of violence and chaos and trauma that we now have to prepare to it. Um, And so that's half the problem, too, that we're so, like, desensitized. It's like it's just so naturally ingrained in us that it doesn't even become, like, alarming um, as much as it is also very alarming because we're how much are we on panic mode now like how much are we going out and really scanning um parking lots and you know and in banks and stores and whatever and just like looking for odd behavior because you just don't even know if there's going to be public shootings and violence um so that in itself is a whole different kind of trauma and and probably definitely spiraling on my <laughs> story and point like I normally do anyways. Um, But going back to developmental levels of it all. So at school age now, if you're completely feeling every day you're going to an environment surrounded where you have to be on some kind of like survival mode, knowing what to do in case of something happening, that integrates and messes with the DNA, um, like we talked about in the intergenerational episode previously. Your nervous system is now wired and kind of on alert all the time. Um, If you do experience, God forbid, like that trauma moment where there is a mass shooting, you're in some kind of really disastrous, you know, even if there's like a flood or some kind of chaotic event storm that comes through. Um, There can be developmental things that your brain like can't push through now, like a block, a wall. So we go on with our life. And again, consciously, subconsciously, it's that whole iceberg thing, right? What gets buried in into awareness um, and out of awareness, like, what are we really working on? You know, what happens to us when we're 10, 12 years old that we're really aware of that is now impacting our life at like 40, 50, 60 years old? Not pretty much a lot. It's buried pretty deep. So when childhood things and developmental issues happen egoically that we're not able to work through, that impacts us. And it 
makes us the adults that we are later on in life. So again, triggers coming up that will be related to those issues and those core wounds that we can't fully understand and see. Um, so just notice, notice triggers, notice when your happy-go-lucky window of tolerance <laughs> is, you know, emotionally offset and you're stressed out and you're overwhelmed and you're in um, chaotic panic or you shut down and you just shut down like a robot and you're just like a shell of a zombie inside of your like body. Um, that's that freeze, you know, we f or we run the fight flight um, mechanisms. So noticing that about yourself, noticing how you respond. If you freeze out, if you run, if you fight um, is a really good way to know how to, again, work with your nervous system, how to rewire it, how to um, regulate it. That's why people go to therapy. That's what therapy assistance is really there for, to help them learn those skills and those tools and those resources. But I would just say trauma stays in the body. Even if your mind's eye moves on from it, there's still levels and layers of experiences that we go through that stay with us that will come back up at different time periods to be released. And if you can't handle that wave and you want to run from it and you want to self-medicate and find a coping mechanism to deny it and reject it and push it away, it's going to keep coming and it's going to keep coming. Like you have to sit with the uncomfortable you have to kind of welcome it and address it and say, I see you and this sucks, but like we're going to do it together because I am you and you are me. <laughs> and like when, and this is where self love comes in and compassion. And this is where forgiveness for self and others comes in because again, it depends on what you're dealing with. It depends on the wound, the trigger, the trauma, um, the intensity of it. You know, some things are super easy. Again, it's, that spectrum, right? Is it a one or is it a 10? If you're dealing with a minor heartbreak issue, like you can deal with the pain of that and move on, right? But if you feel like you just had the biggest betrayal in your life, like that's really traumatic to the ego. That's really traumatic to your nervous system, to your brain and how it's seeing negative and positive experiences. And so how do you instantly react or can you sit in stillness? If you can, the longer you can sit in stillness without reacting and you can just become this observer and you can recognize the layers and the levels that like overlap each other of emotional and mental and physical. And the more that you can just ask questions and follow its answers, it is like a root if you think of digging into the ground to get to the seed, um, like you're just going to keep finding more. If you just cut it off at surface level, you're never going to get to the root of it and it's going to keep coming up. Um, I'm just going to take a second because like, who I need a drink. But I really am just throwing... I guess a lot of food for thought out there 
for the audience um, based on, like I said, my own experience, my own educational background, um, my own healing journey. Yeah. I mean, my own passion, my own purpose. So um, my own research. <laughs> I mean, it's years and years and years. I mean, almost a decade um, accumulating now of um, of the wisdom and the advice that I really just kind of want to share with everybody. Um, I think the biggest thing that we can do is just to learn to gain new perspectives, to just allow ourselves to have an open mind, to let go of what we hold so true that we think is the ultimate truth and the only way, and just allow the universe to show us, um, you know, because it's like the kaleidoscope or, you know, it's you just shake it around and you'll get a new angle and a new view and a new perspective of life. And you'll get a new meaning and a new understanding. And even that one little thing can help the ego um, surrender and let go. Because really, at the end of the day, what we're talking about is the ego. It's that core human, like wild animal species of like what makes us a part of this planet, just like any other animal species or plant species, um, we are no different. We are all just consciously ingrained to, um, to experience life and engage with life around us differently at a higher vibrational conscious awareness. And I think we owe that conscious awareness. Um, I think we kind of owe it. God, I can't think of the word. Um, I think we owe it to ourselves and to that consciousness to acknowledge it and to say, like, I see you. And, and, and that in itself shifts everything for the ego. Um, because the ego is the virus in the computer programming, <laughs> honestly. It really truly is. The ego is the one that is programmed, right? Like the seed that's programmed. Um, and this is where if you're into astrology and if you're into like your natal chart, you can really get a lot of clues into your psychology. And if you're not, I totally definitely suggest it. Or looking at even personality um, tests like the Myers-Briggs. Um, oh my gosh, there's so many of them. But look at your personality traits. Um because that's like the core of the seed of like your ego. And that especially, oh my gosh, I'll have to go into a whole nother episode, which I definitely want to, when you look at the wounded Zodiac um, personality traits, it's very fascinating um, to me. But if you step back from the ego and you look at it as a program seed with personality traits, okay, and your soul, like a computer game, right? If you're going to play a computer and you're picking an avatar, you get to pick all the things about your avatar that you want. And then you go and you pick the life that you're about to start or whatever mission you're starting in a computer game. It's really no different. Like we're really mirrored and playing out the same exact narratives that the universe is orchestrating through our physical beings. Um, 
So if you look at your personality traits, but that's hard for the ego because the ego does not want to see itself in any bad light. It does not want to see shame or blame or guilt. It does not want to see that um, whatsoever. Hell, it doesn't even want to see its full potential. Um, the ego just wants to stay in a little comfort bubble zone about its own, like, I'm perfect and this is just my life and, you know, I it's great or it's wonderful or people screw me over and it's the world's fault. Like, whatever. That's your ego. Um, that's what you got to separate and kind of um, – objectively look at and work with and analyze um, because that's where you can see the difference between soul and ego and psyche. Um, and that's where that core integration really starts coming into. And the last thing I will kind of wrap up with is the imagery and the idea of alchemy. Um, so I know I've definitely have kind of said, and I think in the bio part for this pod bean, um, when Natalie was putting the page together, like the one thing that really sucks is when you strip away all of these labels and identities and, you know, you do all this work and then all of a sudden you're in this system where it's like you have to label yourself because that's how we thrive in the workforce is what credentials and degrees do you have and how can you build yourself up in this paragraph? Um, so I did talk about like shamanic practices and master alchemist um, because I felt that was very true to my life path. So I do want to talk about alchemy. Um, that is another way to look at trauma and healing and to look at it kind of metaphorically or whatnot. Um, the darkness the Pink Floyd, especially that whole <laughs> Dark of the Moon album where the um, triangle and the light spectrum's going through and it's coming out the other side, the rainbow. Okay, that's alchemy when you're transmuting. Okay, so this is what we are doing here on a soul energy level. This is what the ego does not see and gets caught up in the narratives of victim and vengeance and whatever. Okay on an energy level of quantum mechanics or whatever that we don't quite fully understand yet, the universe is doing alchemy. All of these very low vibrational, undeveloped energies, right? These low frequencies. So this is what it looks like for violence, right? It manifests as murder and sexual abuse and incest and all of this like pain and trauma, um, you know, things that we, again, don't want to discuss and it becomes the collective shadow. That, it doesn't, you know, like that energy is out there. It goes somewhere. It does something. So those of us that are doing the path, that are doing the healing, that are understanding what's truly happening on different layers, that are doing the work of alchemy, we're saying, okay, I see this pain. I see this. I feel this. Like, this is my story. This is my narrative. This is what's coming up through me. It sucks and it hurts, but I have to sit with it. I have to let it, you know, whatever it's going to teach me, how it's going to grow, transform, shift, and change me. Um, if you look at the symbolism of alchemy, right, the dragon slaying the dragon within, you're tearing everything apart, you're rebuilding yourself. Um in chemistry, they really talk about the lead. Again, symbolically, that lead is that darkness. It's that energy that's heavy and undeveloped and separate from source. Um, 
right? That thinks it's rejected and abandoned and not loved because it's separated from the love. And so we're putting it through, we're putting it through that funnel, that vessel, that triangle, and we're transmuting it. It's going through that outcome of fire through all of those stages, right? And this is where you're sitting, you're doing the work, the uncomfortableness, you're growing, you're evolving, you're in that cocoon. Boom, the other side, the other side is the rainbow. The other side is the gold. It's the higher vibrational frequency. You're no longer, if you think about a scaling imbalance, right? If you have heavy coal, um, like dark, that's like weighing a scale to the, um, you know, to like the tabletop where the other scale is high up um, and they're completely out of balance. Okay, like that's what it's out of balance. The system is out of balance. The darkness is out of balance. <laughs> in a lot of ways. Um, and so there's a transmutation that's happening to bring those scales into balance so that they're side by side right now. And us in a human body, like we need to find that inner balance. We need to do that work. We need to do that alchemical process. And so it's something, again, like we're not really thinking about, we're not really taught, we're not aware of. The soul, this is the structure of the soul. The soul already knows these stages. The soul is evolving and going through it and flowing through it like a wave every single day, nonstop. Okay. Again, spectrum of intensity. How much are you awake and aware of what your soul is directing and doing? How much are you awake and aware and control of what your ego is doing? How much is there balance between the two in a relationship and a co-manifestation and a co-creation? Because once you shift and you form that, you change everything. You become a conscious creator and you don't feel like a victim anymore. You don't feel like structures happening to you. You're part of the structure. And now you get to lay the structure. You no longer like a program being impacted by a virus, but now you're the cure and you're impacting the rest of the programming and you're spreading that if that makes sense of any of these kind of <laughs> symbols or metaphors or whatever ideas like make sense. I hope they resonate, but that's the truth about trauma and wounds and triggers. There's a soul level. There's an ego level. There's a universal consciousness level and they're all entwined. They're all integrated. They're all happening at once. And this is why it can feel really overwhelming because we're not taught it. We're not given practices um, to understand. We're not, you know, like if you're doing it, because uh, I know there's people out there doing the work. I know there are. And I applaud you. I do readings and I get them and I thank them <laughs> when I'm giving them back the messages that the universe has for them because it comes in the oracle cards and the tarot cards. So I see it for the people when I do readings for them. Um, sometimes it's coming and people don't know, like, that's the path they're on. They just think the world is out to get them or they have the shittiest relationships or they have like so much family chaos and trauma and they don't understand the bigger purpose. And so it's all these levels and layers and structures that are overlapping and intertwined. And our ego, our consciousness, like depending on where you are developed at, 
right? Depending, depending on how you've evolved, how you've faced your stuff from childhood into adulthood, chose to let the patterns keep going or do the healing. Um, you know, like that's where we're all, I think, in a moment being asked to really stop and evaluate because it's a point where we can't just keep pointing the finger and blaming everybody else and saying it's like the world's fault or our family's fault or it's the structure. It's just the structure. It's the way like things are meant to be and we have to really just start understanding it and we need to start learning how to work with it and to heal it rather than to um just react it's really self-regulation we all just need to learn awareness and self-regulation and it's hard when the paradigm and the system isn't set up to teach and educate you that on that um so that's kind of just my thoughts and feelings on it that I really wanted to get out. I'm sorry if it was jumbled and chaotic, but that is the universe. That is chaos theory of the universe. And only when you start pulling at that and putting it together does it create a fractal pattern that actually makes something that is like, oh, a snowflake or a flower. And then you're like, I understand now. Um, so in the midst of all of the chaos of the mind, I really was trying to um, just touch on the different areas of trauma. So I think, <laughs> I, I think reflecting back and miss that, I, I think I did that, the soul, the ego, and the universe's purpose. So it's a lot. I know it was definitely a lot. So thank you if you were able um, to really give some thought to that and allow those things to sit with you, allow yourself to really do some reflection. I think that's where I'm going to kind of lead off in this moment is just start thinking about reflecting. <laughs> Instead of reacting and reacting, just observe and reflect. Just journal do whatever you got to do to express it. Um, but just really notice like the thoughts and the feelings, um, especially as you're going into the holidays here. Um, but it is a time of new beginnings for sure. So shed what you can shed. And if it's some wounds, sh you know, heal them and shed them and welcome in some new beginnings. Um, and some of those new beginnings are you might find come very soon with triggers bringing up old wounds that want to be addressed because it's a cycle <laughs> it's always a cycle so with that have a wonderful day um thank you for just being here and for your support um i appreciate our audience i appreciate your presence thank you <laughs>